This is Finding Joy, the healthcare professional's journey to wellness and resiliency. It's a podcast developed by the Interprofessional Opioid Curriculum Team at Washington State University. The goal is to promote wellness among students, faculty, and healthcare professionals during challenging times. Funding is provided by the Health Resources and Services Administration. I'm Doug Nadvornik. At universities, faculty members who teach often have other duties and obligations, too. They research, they write for publication. Many health sciences faculty members practice their craft professionally to stay current in their fields and maintain their licenses. Many mentor students and other faculty. And that's our focus in this podcast, mentoring and leading others during a pandemic. I'm Linda Eddy. I'm the Associate Dean and Academic Director for the College of Nursing at WSU on the Vancouver campus. Where did you learn about leadership as you grew into important positions within the university? Who were your, your influences? I had some leadership positions early on um, when I was still working before I started in um, nursing education, which was in 1989. I um, had been a clinical manager and head nurse of pediatric and neonatal units. That was a situation of what we learned in in some of our um, research that we did called the last woman standing model of leadership. I was the only one who would take on the position, so I did it. And I didn't have very good mentors. Because of that, I really didn't want to delve into leadership much um, when I started being a faculty. But the leaders in the College of Nursing wanted Linda Eddy to take on a greater role, and so they helped her to land a year-long fellowship to learn about leadership. I spent a lot of time in Boston with higher education leaders, women leaders across the board. We had really close mentors. We worked on a project during that time, which required me to have access to and learn how to handle the budgets and things like that. So that it was called HERS and that um, Higher Education um, Resources uh, Services Fellowship was really helpful to me. And then I've just, I mean, I I think mentoring is organic. I think, you know, you can be assigned a mentor like I was, but you really find mentors that you work with. And I was really lucky to um, find an exceptional mentor in the HERS system. And then also at the same time I started this position, Dr. Rennie Christopher, who is our Vice Chancellor for Academic Affairs on the Vancouver campus, came at the same time as I started this position. And she has been an outstanding mentor to me and continues to be one of my best mentors. There have been other mentors, too. Eddie credits her former dean at the WSU College of Nursing, Patricia Butterfield, and the current dean, Mary Coithen. Through that, as I sort of grew in my leadership career and really found that I loved doing the leadership piece, I decided that at this point in my life, what I really needed to be doing was mentoring others in leadership positions. And that's what I'm doing primarily now. One of Eddie's protégés is a fellow faculty member at WSU Vancouver, Vicki Denson. She's just really been a good mentor. She really takes people under her wing when uh, they're hired there, no matter if they're staff, their faculty, no matter the, the level that they're at. Denson credits Eddie with helping her grow during the transition from faculty member to administrator. 
She's now the director of the college's RN to BSN program. She's so approachable that, you know, it's always open door. She's not intimidating. You feel very comfortable with her. And so that that really helps in the relationship. Everybody's an equal, really, in our campus. And it just um, makes for a pleasurable uh, job as well as, you know, um, helping to develop and to grow in your roles. To use the cliche, what were the aha moments when it came to learning leadership from Linda? What would you say were the, the few real nuggets for you? One it's a job, it's not your life. (laughs) It still sticks with me because sometimes, you know, you get tied up in the role and it is just a job, but you wanna be able to do it and do it well and have a passion for it. You have to have the balance, you have to have family's priority. The job comes second and and that really was a aha moment. And it comes back to me too. You know, I mean, it's it, and I, I try to emanate that with, the faculty that are under me and the staff. That was the biggest one. Just being a, a team and, you know, the importance of that everyone has value and everyone has important input. And that is something I've known, but she puts it into action and, you know, to kind of be a role model for that. You're listening to the Finding Joy podcast from Washington State University. We go back now to WSU nursing professor Linda Eddy and ask her what advice she would give to younger faculty members who are now in leadership positions. Be as transparent as possible. Have the information that you can have, but when you don't know the answer, just be really clear about, I don't know the answer, I'll do the best I can to get it. And just don't try to be anybody that you aren't. Lead from your inner self, lead from where, who you really are, and be as transparent as possible. And I suspect that if you asked most people, they would say that that's what I've done. Because there's many times that I say, I don't have any idea. I'll do the best I can to find out, but I really don't know. And I think probably the, uh, the other nugget is always take advantage of mentors That was what the whole program was about, setting us up with mentors. Another really interesting experience that I had, I got a Fulbright um, Senior Scholar Award when I was, um, it was in 2010, and I went over to the Middle East, to Palestine, and I was helping them set up a bachelor's program in nursing and also teaching their young staff how to be nursing education leaders and help Two of them get into doctoral programs because a lot of the Palestinian nursing faculty have really little access to education. And so I've continued that kind of mentoring. I still write papers with the young faculty there. So I got to practice at the same time I was learning to be a leader. I got to be a practice being a mentor to young faculty. And and I've always really enjoyed that. You were talking about transparency as kind of the one of the big themes of leadership, but are there little smaller things that is, as time has gone along, as the profession has changed, that you've had to adjust to in terms of leadership, in terms of maybe getting through to some of those younger people that you're working with? Yeah, I can, I mean, there's been some big ones and there's been some little ones. Um, And I think one of the little ones that is really hard for nursing educators to understand 
and I just try to help them normalize it. And that is, there's no done. You don't go home at the end of the day and say, I'm done, you know, because we're not done. We're always writing a paper, trying to get a paper published, working on, you know, a, a yet another set of software that we're supposed to use, yet another curriculum change. And one of the things that I think is most stressful to new nursing educators and new leaders is understanding that we have to leave at the end of the day. We can't take our work with us and be there 24 hours a day. So I think the other thing that faculty and staff that work with me would probably say is that I kind of preach work-life balance. And even if there really isn't such an animal, I do the best I can to help my faculty and staff operationalize that as best they can. Because I really believe that we're our best selves at work if we're able to be our best selves in our outside work life. And I think I really do model that most of the time. The faculty and staff all know that my passion is riding my horses and training my horses, and they see that all the time. And I talk about, in inappropriate ways, what I do in my off time and you know, kind of where my partner and I go and enjoy ourselves. And so I would say that, that that modeling that, I don't have to tell them that. All I have to do is do it. I have to, you know, I have to model for them a way to have a steady, respectable career and a fulfilled home life. Because I think that you can't have one without the other. If you're trying to do all of one, you're not doing anything on the other. So I think that's probably that one of the biggest things that I try to model and that I talk to with mentees. Was it a hard transition for you? Yeah, it, it really was. I wasn't very good at it early in my career. I wasn't very good at it at all. And it was not certainly not responsible for, but part of what was responsible for some pretty um, significant crises in my personal life, not being able to, to let go. But Fortunately, I think I got that sort of internalized, the need to have some kind of balance before I took on this leadership position, which has been the longest standing and most significant leadership position I've had. I was there as far as understanding it. Whether I do it all the time, of course I don't. You know, nobody does. But I know when I get off keel with that. For instance, my two hobbies are riding my horses and playing flute. And I kind of check myself, am I getting to practice my flute enough? Am I getting to ride my horse and work on things enough? And if I'm not, then I know something is out of balance. And I talk to the people around me, both my mentors and my partner about, okay, so, you know, certainly I've gotten this off balance. What can I do to fix that? You remember earlier in this podcast, we were talking with one of Linda Eddy's mentees, Vicki Denson. I hired her as a clinical track faculty. She's just an outstanding faculty member, really versatile, seems to be able to do anything. And it wasn't long after she was hired as a clinical track faculty that I asked her to be the co-director of the RN to BSN program because The director of the program was on the Spokane campus, and yet most of the students were on our campus in Vancouver, so we really needed a point person. 
And now, Eddie mentors Vicki Denson as Denson grows in her own leadership position. She very frequently asks to have a Zoom meeting with me after she's done a, a meeting just to kind of debrief what's happened. And in some of the really fantastic initiatives that she's really pushing in the RN to BSN program, um, she's had me and Rennie Christopher, who's the vice chancellor for academic affairs and, and our dean, be involved because Vicki understands the need to do things from a team perspective, that that's the way nursing education is going, that's the way healthcare is going. And that's one of those other nuggets that I really believe in is um, who we are as a leader is dependent on who we develop as a team. And Vicki's very good at developing a team, but she wants her mentors, including me, in on that team. So I do a lot of things with her and her RNWSN faculty. We return now to our chat with WSU Vancouver nursing faculty member Vicki Denson. I don't know that I'm a natural-born leader. I think I have learned to develop those skills. I'm an introvert. Learning from others has really helped, and then just kind of finding my way. The leadership is there to some extent. Some, you know, it's, it's just evident from the beginning, but for me, it's more... I think the pieces were there, and Linda and some other mentors I've had in my life have helped me see those uh, leadership aspects and how to grow them. So what position are you in now with regard to leadership? Who are you sort of guiding right now? I lead the faculty that are under me that teach the courses in that um, program. There's also the different campus advisors and staff that I work with. We have monthly meetings and I incorporate everybody into those. So staff, faculty, we all have a voice and it's so important. And staff will bring up or advisors bring up aspects that faculty don't even think about or I don't think about, you know, because it's their expertise and their part of the job that we don't often see. So it's, you know, working as a team, everybody has a part. So, and students, Obviously, we have campus advisors, but also when there's student issues, I have to deal with those um, and try to be the mediator. Do you handle, the, say, the staff and the faculty and the students in different ways, or is, do, you, do you have one approach and you just sort of tweak it a little bit for everybody? I think I have one approach and tweak it. I value everybody as an equal, and so I don't think a staff is having a lower position. They have just as high a position, I feel, as I do. I feel like more like I'm a transformational leader, so I like to bring out the best in others. I don't like um, to be the forefront. I Again, I'm an introvert, and I'm more on the humble side. I don't like a lot of attention, so I try to lift up others and help them to grow. Throughout this series, we've asked our guests about where they find joy. For Linda Eddy, it's riding horses, playing her flute, spending time with her partner. Vicki Denson echoes a similar theme about finding balance in her own life. Balance is um, having some downtime, having family time. I start my day with some devotions so I can get my mind in the right mindset, trying to stay positive, uh, and I go back to that when I start having a bad day. So it's being able to have some joy, some happiness, be passionate about your work, enjoy your work. It's not my life. My life encompasses much more than just work, and so it's, it's kind of that balance. 
Vicki Denson is the director of the RN to BSN program for the WSU College of Nursing in Vancouver. Her mentor, Linda Eddy, is the associate dean and academic director for the College of Nursing, also in Vancouver. The Interprofessional Opioid Curriculum Team wants to thank the following people for their contributions to this project. Dr. Barb Richardson is a nurse, educator, and interprofessional champion. Cameron Cup is the creator of the Finding Joy musical score. He's a medical student in the WSU College of Medicine. Washington State University staff from marketing and communications, from financial services, and the collaboration for interprofessional education, research, and scholarship. And Claire Martin-Tellis, the executive producer of this podcast project, and student intern Solon Areff. They developed the first five episodes of the Finding Joy podcast. This episode was produced by Doug Nadvornik from Spokane Public Radio. If you're interested in sharing your perspective about wellness and resiliency as a healthcare professional, or you'd like to reach out to the Interprofessional Opioid Curriculum Team, please email medicine.ipoc at wsu.edu. That's medicine.ipoc at wsu.edu. Or you can visit the team's website at opioideducation.wsu.edu forward slash about. That's opioideducation.wsu.edu forward slash about. Thank you for joining us.